0: Welcome to another episode of Church is Stupid, comma, but, comma, but. I'm just going to have us do a little introductions around the table again, so you can know who all's here today. I am Ruth. I'm always here, so you're stuck with me. You're welcome.
1: And also returning is Andy, your lovable host with the smoothie, milky voice.
0: That's an introduction.
2: <laughs> Hi. Hello. It's me, Elijah. I'm here this week.
3: Thank and... You. Back by popular demand, I'm sure. Uh, um, I'm Christopher. I'm here also, and I'm not Elijah. I know I heard uh, some people thought that we had the same voice. These are two different voices, These right are now. Two different voices. These are two different, different people. We're it souls. People. So uh,
0: yeah, so you saw the crowd of all the people outside who were like banging on the doors, like
3: Christopher. I did not expect them to get. We so can't upset. tell that it's your voice or not, <laughs> <laughs> but <Probably> we
0: know it. <laughs> it's true. I've already see got anything a fan like that, that for me. You don't have have a fan club.
3: Sorry. So what are we talking about?
0: Yeah, Andy, would you like to introduce our topic? Because I always make you do it.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So today is a continuation on our um, conversation that we started last week. I'll get there eventually to the point. Uh, of D&D and the controversial matters behind um, media, and mostly because we didn't expect our entire D&D session to take up two hours last week, but I think it was awesome, and I think we've gotten some pretty good response to that from some of you out there. It seemed like people were enjoying
2: it. It was a good, fun time. Yeah, I know we
1: enjoyed it.
0: Let me tell you what. In my whole life, I never expected my mother to ask me who was DMing our D and D match, <laughs> <laughs> and that was quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting experience. So thanks, mom. That was fun.
2: We got top uh, critic approval from that one. <laughs> from Ruth's mother. <laughs> no offense. <laughs>
0: My mom is offended somewhere, and I know it. I'm looking out Here for you, mom. Expect a phone call. Yeah, 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 it's gonna happen.
1: You will be hearing about this. <laughs> you refuse to give out my number already. Like, <laughs> keep it there. Uh.
0: You know, the sad thing is, I'm definitely getting a phone call. I'll report back next oh, okay. week. Great. Well, uh, don't. anyhow, um. yeah. So we didn't really get a chance to uh, talk or finish our full conversation with the uh, D&D oh. episode, which was really, really fun. Um, I had a great time, even though I found out at the very end that I was the murderer. Thanks for the heads up. So, yeah.
2: You're
1: welcome.
2: Just as planned. It, it literally is just yeah. as planned.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I want to go back to the original Chick track and address one of the scriptures that actually comes up in it, because I think there's a lot of... A lot of interesting ways we use scripture, and this is another one of those where it's perhaps a little bit out of context, uh, and it's Acts 19.19. 19. Does one of my fellow co-stars want to read what the verse says? got to give me a minute to pull it up. Wow, you were prepared for Before random we pull it up, verse? we should
2: probably say that if you have not listened to last week's episode... Yeah,
0: it'd be a good not, idea. Not to even go back.
2: the two-hour one, which we I think you should listen to as well. But the the one that came on a Tuesday about dark dungeons uh, would probably be a good idea to listen to that one mm-hmm. before this one because that that is the preface to this week's.
0: Absolutely. And Christopher gave us some excellent uh, background on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. We're relying on you to have done more research for this week. Great. Got to earn that nothing paycheck.
3: I will you will get exactly what you pay for. I can promise you. <laughs> Perfect. Oh boy, we should have paid more. <laughs> <laughs> I got 4 bucks in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give
1: me a second cuz.
0: Oh, I thought you were looking it up this whole we're time while you we an were exposure, doing the uh, well,
2: I like Don't you know that's the
1: most valuable the currency of all? That's fair.
0: Um, what what version were you reading out of?
1: I was reading out of ASV, but my favorite Bible and my family's favorite is ERV. Uh, ERV?
0: Mm-hmm. English Which Revised Version? No. No. What is it?
1: Um, it is one of the best Bibles I think I've ever found, and especially for those who are like me and don't like uh, the King James Version. Mm-hmm. It is the easy read version.
0: Oh! Um, aptly mm, named,
1: aptly and named. I'm in airplane mode, so it's not going to... Uh, Okay, so do you just
0: need me to find this verse for you? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Um, we're just gonna. Glad that I got to tell.
1: Actually, we're really glad that we were
2: like, oh, we were thinking of this verse, and then none of us had it prepared beforehand. Ahead
0: of time, I would have had it.
2: Oh no, Ah. I'm pinning this on Ruth. Yeah, (laughs) I do have it. I do have it now. But
0: fine. Okay, um. you read it.
1: Some of them had used magic. These believers brought their magic books and burned them before everyone. These books were worth about fifty thousand silver coins.
0: So yeah. Uh, I don't know how many of our listeners were around for the what what?
2: Sorry. We spent like five minutes getting to a verse that was just like they burned their books.
0: <laughs> that was the whole thing. It was listen. Sorry, No. <laughs> Eventually on the church's stupid podcast we had to bring up scripture. Come on, man. You're welcome so this is the one I I'm chose. Sorry,
2: okay, okay. Back on track.
0: Um so this scripture has been used a lot, particularly in uh, American church history, in regards to what what you making that face for?
3: Sorry, they couldn't see the face.
0: But I, I could I see the wanna. face.
1: It was pretty sour, I, like he just licked a grapefruit. He looked very no, I, angry. I, so I just Christopher,
0: looked, Christopher, sit down. You don't need to be so angry.
3: I just looked up <laughs> what today what that stuff would have been worth today. It says fifty thousand silver coins. Uh-huh. Uh According to this article in 2012, it would have been worth $4 million, about $4 million.
1: And I'll be time. honest, as artifacts and like other religious type items or even cultish type items, they might have been worth more than that.
0: Jesus Incredible. and Cracker Jacks. Interesting. I don't have okay. that much money. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, I just had to end it on that sad note right there. Um, it's, it's been used uh, throughout a lot of American church history, particularly in the Great Awakenings, which, for those of you guys who did not spend far too long in church school like myself, um, by that I mean college and seminary. <laughs> I don't just mean Sunday school. But the Great Awakenings were a period of American history where there were multiple conversions to Christianity. And so they're seen as this time of revival, a lot in in our church history. However, there was a lot of um, good and bad that came from that. I think it's it's fair to say. And one of the things that was really popular then was to take all of these all of the stuff that you had that wasn't Christian. So like books that weren't the Bible or things like that. And you would take them and as a church you would come together and burn them. And isn't that super fun? And that had a big, big following in the 80s when the charismatic movement movement flared up because there's such a focus on spiritual things and on how, how things can carry spirits with them mm. that are sort of dark spirits. And it le- led to people believing that they had to burn much of their stuff. Sometimes it would even be baseball cards. Because it would be considered an idol in people's lives, mm. and you would have to burn it to show your dedication to um, to God. And and I have a couple of friends actually who have some really traumatic stories of trying to like hide some of the stuff they really really liked, hmm. and having their parents find it and just oh, wow. r- like rip it out of their closet and take it to the church to burn. Yeah, so that's sort of. Justified, or or even um, the idea of it comes from essentially this this story in scripture, which is found in Acts 19, and this particular verse. However, I think there's a little bit of context that we tend to miss when we only take out one verse. So we read a- Acts 19. Are you getting ready yeah, for I'm, it?
1: I'm ready for you to tell me to read uh, any other verses that are located <laughs> near that. So.
0: The problem is I don't remember exactly the f- where well, the full great. story starts. I'm glad. So, so. <laughs> so thanks for being ready though. Um we'll just smooth go ahead and close track. out of my Bible happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh in, in the context of this story, what's happening is there are people who are going around and I believe they're exercising demons in the name of Christ. Is that is that correct?
1: I'm looking. Okay, you, gotta, I, you read this, not me. Well I'm reading it now.
0: Now that I have someone fact checking me. Um <laughs> But anyhow, so yeah, they were driving out evil spirits, and they were trying to invoke the name of Jesus, and they would say in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And one day, one of the evil spirits answered them and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And so at that point, they realized that they weren't, or the the evil spirit, you know, Attacks them and they. It's it sort of shown that they are not of God, hmm. because they're not actually speaking in the name of Jesus. They're just basically using using the right words to try to get rid of these things without relying on God. Th- who as is the true who authority.
2: is they? In this? It's a
0: group of. Let's see. It says seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest. Okay. Okay. And so from this story, at this point when they realized that they were doing wrong because it was a heart issue, not necessarily what they were saying or how they were Mm -hmm. practicing, Mm -hmm. when they realized that they were wrong, they come together and they burn all of the stuff they had that was misleading them, Mm. all of the occult stuff. Mm. And that's what's really happening in this story. So it sounds like a great, you know, I mean, it's a a great way to say you need to rid yourself of the things in your life that are holding you back from God. But we use it as a way to say anything that sounds slightly dangerous and outside of our context, we need to get rid of immediately because it doesn't focus on God. And Christians have done this for for forever. If you look at uh, a lot of great works of art, particularly in the Middle Ages, if you wanted to be considered an artist, you usually had to depict some sort of scene within the Bible, Mm -hmm. and that would be considered Christian art. Whereas... Now, I think we're starting to realize that, that God created this beautiful world around us and gave us our own creative facilities to understand that we don't have to paint just one scene from the Bible to, in order to, to create Christian art, but mm-hmm. art itself can be a form of worship. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so, those are sort of the things, and that's where this mentality came from. And now that I've given you guys the background, who wants to jump in? You're welcome
3: think it's really interesting. So, so talking about that in the context of Dungeons and Dragons or other things mm-hmm. from pop culture and how it fits into a Christian home or Christian lifestyle, I think there's there's a difference, right? It's It makes a lot of sense when you're trying to, um, from what I understand, the, the goal of the Great Awakening was conversion. They wanted mm-hmm. a lot of people to convert. Um, and there's something really powerful about Take all of these things that are holding you back and get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to literally destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that that idea of sacrifice is you are giving up something of value to receive something of greater value. Mm-hmm.
0: And I suppose for, for further context, the um, the thing that sparked the Great Awakenings uh, was a sermon by uh, oh, Jonathan Edwards. John John something. It's always a John. Mm-hmm. I swear. Anyhow. Um, who had this fire and brimstone sermon that was like, you convert or you're going to hell. And it was intense. And the first time that he preached it, his entire congregation looked at him like he was crazy. (laughs) And it didn't go over well. Mm -hmm. But he preached it again. Because he needed a sermon one week, and he preached it, and it took off. And so these conversions were emotion-driven mm-hmm. conversions. They mm-hmm. were conversions that were like, "You will be burning for yeah. eternity if you don't convert right now." So that's the context of the Great Awakenings. Is it's very emotion-driven. And also, sorry,
3: it's also uh, very guilt-driven, right? Like yes, that's, very that's the guilt-driven. There, um, yes, uh, I guess using here is, so mm-hmm. "You are living a sin-filled life." if you continue to live this way. Um, now there's there's something about choosing, okay, I realize that this is keeping me from worship and uh, I am going to get rid of it so that I can more fully devote my life to Christ. That's a beautiful thing. When you're, I think, doing it out of obligation, that becomes messy. When your parents are taking it for you, you're not making a sacrifice, yep. you're just being robbed. And I think that has an adverse effect, which mm-hmm. you were talking about. Yeah. Really traumatic. Um, I, I think that there's a sort of understanding that needs to be had about these things in pop culture of like, hey, this is stuff that people care about mm-hmm. for for some reason or another. Uh, and let's understand that before we, we say, hey, that's keeping you from a close relationship with God or yeah. not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The title of the sermon was "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God." Mm.
2: Just see, I think I've actually, I know I've heard that before because we've talked about the Great Awakening before and like what started it, and I think I learned about it. I just couldn't bring it to my my memory right now.
0: But but Christopher, I totally agree with you. I think that there's there's an essential lack of a lack of respect and a lack of trust that that comes from when somebody else takes it from you instead of it being your own choice. It's detrimental in a lot of ways um, if that relationship isn't right. And one Mm -hmm. thing that I think Christians are really quite terrible about, and and myself included at times, is assuming that every person that you meet, you are required to hold them accountable to this standard. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you are sinning yourself. And because of that, we have people who approach people with chick tracks on the side of the street, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, "How dare you!" Or do, like, in a very off-putting way. Um, and, and because of that, in the same sense, people who, if you don't have a good relationship, for, for instance, if you are like a pastor mm-hmm. and you come into somebody's home and you say that 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 are all holding you back from God, you don't have a tr- if you don't have a trust relationship with them. Then essentially, you're just some jerk who's telling them they're a bad mm, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and how do you ex- th- is that really transformative, in any way, shape, or form? Mm. And I think that's the the heart of what you're saying is that if to do this to transform yourself is one thing, but to do it to transform somebody else or yeah. to assume they need to go into that same place yeah. is well, dangerous. I, I
2: know that a lot of people will will take that mentality and. If they were to be asked like a similar thing that you just asked like is what you're doing transformative?" Um, I know a lot of people are kind of stuck in a way of thinking that it is their their job to hold everyone else accountable mm-hmm. in that way into to talk to people that way, regardless you know regardless of how transformative they really think that it is and normally their response is, well, it's my job to do this and then God will do what he does. Mm. In, instead of actually you know, trying to be like you know the the bridge, I guess, or, or to, to be like an actual uh, like inspiration to people, uh, to, to help true transformation happen. Right. Um,
0: well, and this yeah, is one I of know. the reasons I actually uh, I appreciate um, John Wesley's teachings a little bit. For those of you guys who don't know, John Wesley is the founder of the entire Methodist movement. So if you see a Wesleyan church, a Methodist church. Uh, I think those are the main ones that, <laughs> that uh, fall under his purview. Those were founded by a man named John Wesley. Um, and one of the tenets that he founded on was, uh, it's called this Wesley Quadrilateral, and there's four things that you should view your Christian life under, and that is scripture, experience, tradition, and reason. Hmm. And the whole premise of including reason in that is because a lot of times we have this war between science and between Christianity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen it played out in my life. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. where, where people think those things stand in contrast. But Wesley really believed that God gave us reason to help us understand the world. But it's in the purview of all those other tenets as well. Yeah. So if reason goes against Scripture, then that's one time when we say okay scripture trumps all like scripture is the ultimate but if something is illogical then there's probably a reason for it mm-hmm. and so we need to use knowledge and wisdom to our 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 advantage instead of shutting it down and I can't remember what you said that triggered this conversation now I'm like way lost on this rabbit trail uh, I apologize now.
2: well the only thing that I was talking about because you were talking about um, you know handing out, Tracked, uh, chick tract cards and things ah. like that and, and without really being actually transformative and just coming off as a jerk to other people, basically.
0: Yes, and so, th- that's right. And so, what I, what I was saying was that it's important to know, to use your reason, do you really think this is effective? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to study these things, to understand how people work, and to not just assume that because you did something, it's going to be great and wonderful because mm-hmm. you feel like you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's not really how it works.
2: So how does it work then? What, what do you... I, obviously, there's there's a million and one different ways to express, you know, like worship and, and to have fellowship with other people. Um, when we're talking about this example, you know, like of of... Not even just specifically chick tracks, but the, the mentality behind them and the people mm-hmm. who would who would go out and, and throw them in people's spaces and and, and scream and yell. Um, if that might not be not only the most effective way, but just you know the best way as a Christian or as a good person to go about things. And what is a good what is a what is the better example of a similar thing?
0: So for me. Um, at least the, the mentality of people just assuming that no matter what they do, God's going to pick up the, the rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, addressing that w- this week um, during my sermon, we, we're doing baptism. We're talking about baptism, and mm-hmm. I think that's a good example of where to start. And the, the thing that makes baptism really beautiful is it's the merging of human will and God's action. Hmm. And so you make the choice to be baptized, but God acts in that. And it becomes a sacrament, at least in the United Methodist Church. And a yeah. sacrament is... Um, I'm not going to get into that word because <laughs> then I'm going to say something wrong and feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need, like, the Webster definition right in front of me. Um, I, but, I, like, I
2: do like the way you explain that, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it,
0: but but that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. We can't completely take out human action. Mm-hmm. from the story because God didn't take us out of the equation. God invited us to be a part of the story and he didn't do that just so that way he could come along and say okay let me fix all the things you did wrong. Mm-hmm. He did that because he wants us God wants us to be a part of this and we, we have to take that on. I mean and yeah. I think as Christians when when we neglect our side we're doing a disservice to one of God's creations You know, God created us to be creative, to assert a will. He didn't give us free will just because he's, well, you know, I'm bored today. It's a Tuesday. Happy day. Um, (laughs)
1: You're welcome to that. It's Tuesday the day that he gave us free will. You know what?
0: It's always Tuesday. Is that why
1: Monday sucks? (laughs) Yes, because
0: we don't have free will yet.
1: All of those uh, who are deciding if they're going to do something on Monday or Tuesday, just know that your free will starts on a Tuesday, so yes. avoid Monday.
0: Might as well just skip the Monday. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I think that that that's one of the things about being the church that's so beautiful, but also so messy, is because is that we're invited to be a part of that, mm-hmm. and that gets kind. It, it's very difficult because it's easier to just pretend like no matter what we do, anything good can come out of it. And I think that there's a lot that God does that does make up for things that we've done that maybe aren't the best. Of
2: course, yeah.
0: But I don't think that it's fair to take away the responsibility that's placed on the church Mm -hmm. to act, if that makes any sense. Does this make sense? It does make sense. Mm
2: -hmm. I, uh, the response, like, you know, putting in quotation marks, the responsibility of us or or the responsibility of the church, though, I, I feel can be two very different things depending on your upbringing Mm. or or, or what, um, yeah, like your Christian upbringing or maybe what denomination you grew up a part of.
0: Well, and it brings it back to, for some people, the responsibility they feel is to burn D&D stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so is that the responsibility we take on? I think we just have to be really careful. Hmm. And we need to actually take time to, to study and read Scripture in context of what what are the things God actually calls us to do. Hmm. And if we really want to go down that road, the, the best thing, at least in my head, that you can compare it to is the fruits of the Spirit. Are your actions bringing out the fruits of the Spirit? And if they are not, then is it of the Spirit? Well, Scripture tells us no. Yeah.
2: No. Do you really <laughs> think that burning
0: your twelve-year-old's D and D set is showing kindness, patience, goodness, self-control, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> love? It, is that is that really bringing that of the spirit, or is it fear mongering? Is it? Sorry. I'm, <laughs> have I gone too far down the no, rabbit no, like hole no, I think yeah. I think you're closing it up perfectly right
2: now yeah. actually with that I think you should continue that
0: um and, and because because
2: we, cause we've been talking about or you have been talking about um you know like like th- this this disconnect or or this difference of how maybe let's say people who were involved or maybe even caught up in the great Awakening, uh the difference between the way that people in that situation may view, what they they think you know the fruits of the spirit is, or what your transformation is, or all these all these differences in the way that they view those things versus how, you know how how, how we do. Um, but we haven't necessarily talked too much on why we think that burning a Dungeons and Dragons manual is not anything that's actually good. You know what I mean? Uh, which well, sound and, which sounds obvious because I mean it sounds so silly
0: and but I have to we haven't
2: yeah admit we, to
0: you I think that there might be a time where it is good yeah mm-hmm. uh it, it Andy might be looking at me like I'm crazy right now but that's fine um in certain contexts with certain mm-hmm. people who might take it to a certain level that it shouldn't go then maybe it is dangerous hmm. you know among all things right uh, yeah like yeah. Uh, for for instance, uh, I told you guys a little bit before, uh, I used to watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I thought it was an interesting story and it was great, but the more I watched it, the more it got into, like, really occult things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it made me feel very uncomfortable, and I ultimately turned that off, beca- and I stopped watching it because, to me, it was going too far into a satanic realm that I didn't feel comfortable with, and I no longer felt it aligned with my Christian beliefs. In the same way, I think for things like D&D, I mean, if we read scripture, Paul says, if you believe something that is a sin, or if you believe in your heart something is a sin, and you do it anyway, you have effectively sinned. And that's because sin is something that keeps you from God. Yeah. And so if you decide that, if you think something's a sin, and then you decide that it's more important to do that than it is to worship God, you have made an idol in your life. Yeah. Because you've put something in front of God. Mm. And I think that that can happen with anything. Yeah.
2: I think the big difference, too, that was actually a really, really good, really, really good trail was that um, I think a lot of people, and like we mentioned before, kids and their parents taking away certain things for them, or other people maybe getting caught up in in, in very emotion-driven movements like the Great Awakening, uh, a lot of them weren't necessarily thinking to themselves and really like rationalizing and really understanding and believing that these things that I'm burning, I'm doing out of my own volition because I do truly feel like it's keeping me from God. A lot of them were just told to burn all these things and throw in scriptures li- like you were talking about with zero context and... Um, and, and being yelled at by by their, for all intents and purposes, you can almost say superiors, being yelled at yep. saying, you need to do this because it is affecting your relationship with God. I know it is because I'm telling you it is.
0: Well, and just just as a wrap-up um, for, for all of this, because we're getting close to, to our time, and mm-hmm. I know I've talked most of it, so mm-hmm. it's only fitting I do the wrap-up. <laughs> um, <laughs> huh? But I think one of the best... Takeaways, or the, the takeaway that I would want people to have is I love the story Christopher told about your mom mm. taking the Harry Potter book that she had heard, all right, it's scary, don't do that, and she read it. She experienced, she took time to really understand what it was mm. before she immediately said no. And that's something that I, I've seen in my own parents as well with a lot of the things is they, they take the time I think that's what we need to do. We need to stop just blindly saying, Yes, no, da 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 and we really need to take the time and and understand what's going on. For those of you yeah. who did listen to our two hour D anD D session, you know there was certainly no, nothing <laughs> occultish.
1: <right? laughs> well, as far as you know, you never rolled for that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there is, you know, it's it's it wasn't. It's not scary. It's not this mm. evil thing that it's made out to be. And I think we jumped, especially in the the time of social media and so much information that's out there, we see something online and we just assume it's true. And in the same way, Christians hear something from their pastor and they assume it's from Scripture. And Hmm. as a pastor, let me tell you what, if I preach something that's wrong, every single day, I would rather somebody come up to me and say, Pastor, I don't agree with what you said. Here's why then come up to me and say good sermon pastor. And that's because I think learning happens when you're willing to explore and question mm-hmm. instead of blindly follow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's my encouragement to people yeah. is that if there's something that you really feel like you need to or that scares you about like your kids that they're into mm-hmm. find out what it's about. Don't just say this is absolutely of the devil and I hate it absolutely mm-hmm. uh, uh, outright. Mm-hmm. But find out what it's about, do some research, and and yeah. do it in kindness and in love. And if you do decide that it is something that you don't want in your home, if you do decide that it is something that you feel is too far, explain that. Take time to, in love and in kindness, say, I'm not comfortable with this because I don't believe it aligns with the Christian values. Explain where that comes from and do it all in love. Don't just rip it out of somebody's closet while they cry over it. Hmm. Is that a fair summation?
2: Mm-hmm. I would oh, think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so.
0: I did it. I did it. You did it. <laughs> I, did it. So I brought it all back.
1: <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Andy. Um,
1: if you have thoughts or comments about this, please feel free to scroll down the page and leave it in our comment section. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Instagram for updates about when we post or yep. special announcements, that kind of a thing. Uh, so do go ahead and give us a follow, a subscribe, leave a comment down below about D&D or about some of the, the topics that we talked about today. Um, let us know your thoughts. Um, for all of us here at Church is Stupid, a butt? I'm Andy. I'm Elijah. I'm
3: Christopher.
0: And I'm still Ruth.
3: Yeah, you are. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs>